The art of customer service is getting lost. The need for customer service is greater than ever. I don't know if people don't care if it's falling by the wayside, but it's it's no longer the focus of most places. And I think the, the customer service kind of mixed with the knowledge and just being there for the customer. Um, I think all together are things you can't get anywhere else to the fullest extent you can at Midwest Evening Appliance. Midwest TV and Appliance, you get more for your money. Yeah, that's my favorite part, the help yourself, lads, because you have one bite, you're going to need many more bites. I'll try really hard not to slobber all over the place, because I just ate a chocolate chip cookie. Sorry. That, uh, that, does, that defies every other chocolate chip cookie you've ever eaten in your life. Well, thank you. Wow. Here, move that over just a little bit. Get closer to the mic. Huh? Yep, yep. That was. Thanks, Mike. Really good. Jen Barney, who is Meringue Bakery, along with a uh, a fabulous staff of very hardworking individuals. Yeah, that is the truth. We have a lot of great people who work. For us. Is it fun to be surrounded by people who are as creative? It is. is it is it easy? I mean, I I wonder sometimes if all that creativity in one small kitchen is like herding cats. Great idea. Save it for tomorrow. That's an awesome idea. We can't do it too expensive. That's a great. Let's work on your idea. You know, you everybody's juices have to keep flowing, whether you're building one of their things or somebody else's thing. Is that you know, does it I, work? It, oh, it works. My staff is fantastic, and I do appreciate that they come with great ideas. And um, I, I don't even know how I got so lucky when I think of the people that work for yeah, Marine that, Bakery. That's so cool. Um, I will say I'm not a natural manager, so I'm a baker i could bake all day and i'd be happy in my little kitchen but you know if i want to grow this business i have to kind of transition a little bit so i would say just managing people is my biggest challenge at this issue point. Yeah. yeah and they're all great people it's just there just comes with challenges right i get it yeah. nope I, I totally get that mm -hmm. here now tip that down a little bit Ooh, there you go it. there see perfect perfect because i don't want people to say hey is why didn't you let your guest in the studio <laughs> I'm here, I swear. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> Jen Barney is Meringue Bakery and brought, uh, brought brought treats. Oh, and thank you. I'll just say it right up front. Thank you so very much for the little, and it's perfect. Thank you for making it little. Happy birthday cake. Yeah, I made Mike a cake today. So this one's uh, a chocolate hazelnut blueberry um, with a little bit of a tea infusion in it, which sounds bizarre, oh, but it works, I swear. I believe you. Mm -hmm. With tea, you mean like... Yeah, uh, yeah. So black we, tea or so. Okay, I'm gonna say it wrong because I okay. have because I was corrected by one of my staff members this week. Reboosh, Reboosh. It's R O O Reboosh. Am I saying it right? Somebody uh, is your staff listening right now? They <laughs> should call. They're gonna yell at me when I get back in. No, no, don't so, yell when so she gets back. A, call me right now so she can correct <laughs> it on the air, and we we'll give you the credit. Seven eight five seven nine one four. <laughs> right? We want to know. Yeah, um, we do. We did. We steeped that tea into the heavy cream, which we turned into the chocolate mousse. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. That is really, really good. Thank you. I can hardly wait. Yeah. To have more. Well, you brought three boxes of stuff. Holy schmoly. Yeah. You guys have been busy. How often are you able, I know you change the sandwiches and stuff on a, on a regular basis, but not like every other week. Mm -hmm. How often do you change the sweet treats? Um, we try, okay, seasonally, 
But sure. for example, this blueberry chocolate hazelnut dessert we just put on the menu this week. So every once in a while we have a, a an experiment. So sure. we want to be creative. We well, and did an you idea. do that because somebody said, I've got 87 pounds of blueberries. You want them? Or you, know, you got so a great deal on dessert. hazelnut? Or Do you remember Monique Hooker? You know, oh, sure, is. absolutely. Oh, yeah. So her husband, Philip, had a birthday this week, and we're they're near and dear to our hearts, and they're moving out of town. Oh, so those, well, so they we, already, don't they live in Genoa? Or? Yes, they're, they're leaving. So if those of you who don't know, Monique Hooker, I would say, is, she's one of my my icons as a pastry chef. Or oh, chef in general. she's a fabulous. She was only a guest once because she's always been so busy. Yeah. I could never find a Thursday for yeah. her. Yeah, I, she's been a, a fantastic, um, I would say, friend um, and mentor throughout my process. And anyway, so we make cakes for them occasionally, like at least once or twice a year. And they are moving to go live with their son, Dan, in California. And oh. they leave next month. So this was my final dessert. That this I was a goodbye well. cake? It was. It was really sad. So oh, I wanted man. to give them my all. So we made this dessert. For Sorry, me. I'm not trying to. I'm just licking my lips because I still have chocolate. So if you're looking at me thinking, are you? What are you doing, Ace? <laughs> what are you doing, Mike? Yeah, sorry. I still have chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> That's one of the advantages or disadvantages of having a mustache. I could still taste that cookie, even though I swallowed the last bite of it about three minutes ago. That's really good. Well, that's just that's awesome. So you ma- you made a uh, so we made for her happy we birthday made slash goodbye like, cake. We're gonna make it. We might as well make it for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. This was I'll really bet cool. you made her a big round one though, didn't you? We did. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Well, and how often I know I've said it, and you have said to me. More than once, which made me feel guilty the first time you said it. No, Mike, you're generally the only one who offers critique of anything that we do. Most people just say, I loved it, or they don't say anything. You, you say, I loved it, but, or, you know, <laughs> yeah. like that, I can't remember the name yeah. of that thing. The chocolate caramel. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. so delicious. Mm-hmm. But I made a mess of the first piece because the chocolate on top was so hard, I couldn't cut through it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Did you ever figure out how to make soft chocolate? You probably yeah. haven't even yeah. tried yet. You yeah. did? Yeah, we have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah. Because that was it. Yep. I, I just made it. I felt bad that I made a mess before I got to show it to anybody. Wow, what happened? you step on this haze? <laughs> <laughs> no. Then that's, it is so awesome if people try some, one of your experiments. Yeah. And then give you some feedback. Yeah, wow. Like that. More blueberries mm-hmm. next time. Or hazelnut i could taste the tea that's awesome what kind of tea did you use yeah. those Don't are ask me how to pronounce it yeah well the, <laughs> yeah the, and the yeah, and i heard you struggling with Hayes talking about that tea it's pronounced mitsubishi <laughs> whatever yeah. you know that's uh, that that's got to be fun so you know yeah. people are listening they're paying attention and they share a little something on the side that you can share with staff who may not have heard it but uh, yeah. also had some fun yeah, you know what? I love that part of my job is that um, at least once or twice a month, I get to experiment with new recipes and yeah. I get to pretend I'm a kid again. That's it's all really, right. It's phenomenal. It's That's all right. Lucky. How many times I'm, you know, I'm guessing that you have some catering business, but I'm guessing you have a ton of dessert catering business. Would yeah. that be correct? Yeah, for us, that most likely means weddings. Um, yeah. Oh, we w- weddings. Sure. Yeah. The cake and yes. stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, does anybody ever call and say, "Can I have twenty-five of those Mitsubishi blueberry oh cakes?" You know, next like... week we've got twenty going to the Charmant. Yeah, twenty individual fancy oh. mousse desserts for a wedding dessert. Yeah. Oh, cool. Lovely. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yep. Our our wedding cakes, the uh, the tiered wedding cake, Food Network TV competition kind of cakes, still the 
the thing I you know I I remember for a very brief time it seemed everybody wanted a cupcake cake so you've got 50 people coming to your wedding and you've got a wedding cake that's got 50 cupcakes mm-hmm. on it yeah w- cupcakes are absolutely still a great option we yeah. see that a lot I think regionally um, with COVID cupcakes were a great choice just because it, it it's you it's touch your own yeah, you yeah, touch right your own you can grab it so we saw a lot more of that yeah um yeah, I would say probably about fifty percent of our wedding business is a cupcake or a dessert table really? of some sort with different little varieties. Fifty percent. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm surprised. How often do you get carte blanche when somebody says, "Hey, you're an artist. I'm not getting oh, in the way. No. I need you a cake. What? I need it to be this big and this. You know, I have this much money. Here's my budget. Ready, go." We love those people, don't? Yeah. We? Um, with COVID, it's been hard, right? People aren't Has having it? these huge weddings. Sure. Um, I would say at this point, maybe like five a year, where I. I have somebody who says, "Okay, we yeah, we just but that's want not very many. You that is super creative. Well, you know, COVID's been hard. Has it it's yeah, really had an impact? The wedding industry huge, yeah, right. and it's coming back. I have all faith. If anything, I think weddings take next year are going to be gigantic, huge yeah, because everybody wants to celebrate life and throw a party. Which I know I feel that way right and now. And I've invited all my friends over. They don't have to wear a mask, so I get to see who they are. Right, I know. Yeah, it's coming. I know it's well, coming. and you know, I I'm I guess I'm a little bit surprised because if somebody's going to get married. And they're going to get married this June, COVID be damned. I still have this much money for my wedding cake budget and COVID and blah, blah, blah. So it's going to be a smaller cake because I'm having fewer people. I still have the same budget. I'm not cutting back on the budget. Now I have this much money for a smaller cake, better ingredients, or I don't know, crazier crazier choices. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Maybe I just am missing the right or wrong kind of clients this year. Yeah. I think COVID really hurt our wedding industry as yeah. far as cakes go. And I think people, I see people being scared to order quantities of cakes because really? they don't know if half their people Man, oh, man. Anybody that's listening right now, if I know a baker who's being careful, I know Jen Barney. And uh, if you have any, I mean, if, you, if anything I ever say to you, face-to-face or on the radio means anything, listen to these words. Be not afraid. Be not afraid to call Jen and order whatever you want. Oh, my gosh. Mike, I'm telling you, I have never, you know, the staff is super helpful. They're careful. I've seen them doing cleaning before me and after me. And, you know, I've I've never left that thought, the, 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 your bakery, thinking, boy, I hope... Uh, Hope nobody sees that or, you know, I can't believe she sneezed, you know, whatever. None of that. None of that. So any hesitation, and I get it. There's lots of people who are going to be hesitant no matter what. But I'm telling you, whatever I can do to help bump your your business for a group, for someone who's having a group, a little wedding, a big wedding, medium-sized gathering, anniversary thing. If my grandma and grandpa are celebrating a 50th anniversary, I'm not going to be afraid to order a thing. Oh, Are you kidding? Mike. I'll pay you later for that. <laughs> no, no, no. You you paid me. You paid me right there. I'm going to eat it in a little while. Dessert. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're you know we're really lucky. We've got great people who work for us, and we are. We're That's following awesome. all the rules. Um, uh, you know what's wonderful that we've seen in the last couple months? There's definitely a lot more foot traffic in downtown La Crosse. I don't know, have you seen that? Yes. Yeah. It's, I have absolutely noticed that. Yeah. Well, and and uh, I think a lot of it goes to all of the store owners and operators who want to uh, buy in, so to speak, to what's going on. Uh, but uh, uh, Terry Bauer has worked mm-hmm. very hard to make yes. sure that people know that uh, downtown Lacrosse is alive and well, and you should come, whether you're going to participate in the scavenger hunt or the whatever, yes. doesn't is less important than you come downtown 
and check it out because there is a place in downtown La Crosse that you haven't walked past, and now you get a chance to walk in. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it is really cool. Yeah, he's doing a great job. I think so. Mm-hmm. I agree. I have heard that from a number of yeah, business I people. I, You know, I don't do business with Terry. We talk about DMI and we talk about Moon Tunes, but I have spoken to a number of his uh, his clients, so to speak, business owners, mm-hmm. who have said he's he's trying. He's working really yeah, hard to try and make sure that people realize that downtown uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin, America is open for business. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. Mm-hmm. What did you bring today? I mean, I recognized a couple of things. Um, well, I wouldn't come without cupcakes. So we've got our, <laughs> our chocolate caramel cupcakes, hair cupcakes, red velvet cupcakes. We have a new um, strawberry cream cheese uh, Danish that I brought with. Oh, I hope everyone was afraid of that. Or did they grab oh, it over? There's still half one left. Oh, half. Yeah, see, that's the thing. And we also <laughs> have um, blondies that have macadamia and coconut in them, um, our chocolate caramel um, brownies, and then, of course, our chocolate chip Right. Oh man, that is that was one seriously good cookie. No, and I think I think we're gonna try to tweak it a little bit coming up here to make it better. Ooh, really? We've got some ideas. Yeah. Really. We're working on it. It's it's a good base, and if we kept it the same way, I'd be happy. But um, I was traveling recently, and I had a cookie somewhere, and I'm like, uh oh, like this is gonna. <laughs> I have to. I have. I to gotta go out. do some research. I have to figure out what I just ate. It was yeah. So good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you do that all the time? All the time. Yeah. My dad used to do that all the time. Put a bite of food in his mouth. And then he, he just looks like he's contemplating the world. And I learned shortly uh, after the first time I saw that look on his face, nah, he's not thinking about solving any world problems. He's trying to figure out what that flavor is in his mouth. Yep. He's taking that bite of Anapasto salad. His favorite restaurant made uh, an Anapasto salad, and he spent months and months trying to figure out exactly how they made that Anapostos. He would buy, he would eat some for lunch. He and mom would go out for lunch. He would buy a little container to take home. He would get out his biggest cookie sheet and spread that Anapasto (laughs) salad out on the cookie sheet and look at it with practically a magnifying glass. (laughs) Okay, well, here's an onion. Okay, here's pimento. Is that a pepper or pimento? Oh, it's pimento. Okay. Writing down, he was that serious about trying to figure out the recipe because, wow. Yes, yeah. That was tasty, Mm -hmm. tasty stuff. And the croissant. I, I, I'm pretty sure that that's Scott Robert Shaw's absolute favorite thing. Yeah, well, who doesn't love flaky pastry? Crispy, yeah, crispy and flaky on the outside and chocolatey and gooey on the inside. Mm-hmm. That is, uh, that's a taste treat that just develops in your mouth. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, we are making, they're, they're authentic. We're making them from scratch. We're, we're that's the coolest part. It is really cool. Yeah, and you only sell them. You make this many. We do. And yeah. when they're gone, they're gone. Yeah, you know, we we always try to we always always inching up, making more, making more. But it's a it's a tricky thing. Oh because yeah, we want to be a bakery that has fresh every day. Yeah. So you can't over make. Right. Yeah. So well, yeah, know. and I would much rather, as disappointed as I would be, to hear one of your staff say, "Sorry, Mike, we we don't have any more yep. of those." I would rather hear that. Then here's a th- day old. Then here's one we got. This yeah. one's left over from yesterday. You want? Because yeah. I don't want that one because it won't be as good as the one I had the last time. Which will be awesome. Puck's back for more. Are you back for more? Um, Is that? I, I, I didn't recognize you with that mask on. I'm not sure it's really you. The one that I had was so gloriously delicious. <laughs> um, I just had to come and say thank you. Oh, what was it? What was it? Yeah, that's chocolate croissant. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so, so Puck and uh, Scott Robert Shaw, 
favorite treat from from Meringue Bakery are those croissants. And I'm so glad that you only – do you make the same number? We said you inch it up, maybe make a few more for we Saturday than, than you do on a Tuesday, but you only make a certain number of them. A certain number. And then, I'm sorry, we're out because I've been in for sandwiches in the past. Uh, you know, the Sunrise sandwich or the other one I can't remember the name of, doesn't matter. Oh, man, we're, we're out of those. Mm-hmm. Oh, when, when did you sell the last one? Uh, about 45 minutes ago. All right, well, I'll just – I'll see you tomorrow earlier. Yeah, because I don't want a leftover one. You can always pre-order. You know that will that'll guarantee a spot the next the day before. But yeah. Yeah. Once we make them that morning, because when you make a croissant, you can't just whip out another one really fast. Yeah. It takes hours because you have to proof it. You have to let it bake. Yeah. It's you, a process. It's a process. So we pull them out of our fridge um, in the morning. They're already pre-shaped around uh, 4 a.m. at 3:30, 4 a.m. and they're not ready until about 8:30. So like, you really? take you can't just. It They're not ready not. to eat until 8.30? Yeah, yeah. You start the process at 4? Well, and well, we start the process the day before, shaping. Ah, well, sure, because you just stuff. pulled them out of the yes. refrigerator, yeah, of course. They, just, wow. they, need, they need a little love. They need some temperature control to let them raise. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. No wonder they're so good. No wonder everybody else that I know just either goes and buys yours or settles for the third or fourth best that came from the, the, the doughboy. <laughs> They're not nearly as good, but I got to have a croissant, and I'll put a little... Hershey's candy in there, and I'll pretend, and uh, that just doesn't cut it. Well, you know, I'm not going to lie. When I'm at festival or any of those places, I'm still going to the festival bakery, too. I mean, oh, sure. sometimes you just want. What right. The well, and, and you know what? Really it, that's interesting that you would say that because I have done the same thing because I see the crescent uh, roll, and they make great big ones, and I think, oh, a sandwich. Oh, Jen's. I remember Jen's sandwich. And then, and then, and then, I'm going to go buy all the ingredients. I do the same thing with mufalata. I don't have, uh, you know, I, I, get, I get the ingredients from Shubies or if I was up in the cities and go over to St. Paul and get all the really good ingredients. Yep. But I may not have the, the you know, the best bread for it because there isn't any. Mm-hmm. So I'm settling. I'm still going to have a mufalata, still going to have jardinier that uh, came from New Orleans that I pay extra for to have shipped here from, from New Orleans because... Uh, because the local stores don't sell enough of it to carry it, yep. that's fine. And they didn't want to just order a case and sell me a case. Because a case of Mouf- of of Jardinier for me is that's a six month thing. I love Ooh. I love uh, Mufalada sandwich is my favorite sandwich in the history of sandwiches. All that stack of stuff. I'm getting drooly. I saw a recipe this morning. In fact, I know it's weird. I come to work at a little after four. And uh, I was looking at recipes this morning and saw a Monte Cristo bake. wasn't even just a sandwich. It was like an eight by t- well, it served eight, so I wouldn't make that many. But a Monte Cristo in an eight by ten pan. Yeah. That's what I and I thought, wow, that's that'll uh, that's a little easier to do if you've got a bunch of people over. <laughs> no, you know. Eat yeah. I know. I know that. How crazy is that? What do you want to share a recipe? Yeah, you know, I brought a couple, a couple of just really good basic recipes. I think everybody should have. All right, um, ready to go. All right, let me take care of a little biz. We'll be right back with Jen Barney from Meringue Bakery. By the way, if you've got a, if you would like her to uh, spill the beans, do you have any recipes that are totally a secret and you'd have to kill me if you told me? Sure. Oh, you you do? <laughs> I was gonna say, see, I told you, it's not a secret. Chris Roderick told me that once, and I'll give you the entire recipe. Every single ingredient, every th- single step, that's why my recipes are four pages long. And that's why you come to my restaurant to make it. Because you're going to say, wow, that was delicious. Way too much work to do at my house. 
See you in a minute. We'll be right back. Worth every penny. Sometimes you're thinking, wow, this lady's nuts. She sold half a sandwich. was $13. Yeah, but you know what? Did you have a bite of that sandwich? Heck no. She's ripping people off. No, no, I'm sorry. Let me buy you that half a sandwich, and then you have a bite. And if I'm lying, I'll buy you the other half. Mm-hmm. Okay, Hayes, you weren't lying. That's the best sandwich I ever had in my whole life. I, you know, my, I hear my dad all the time. Honey. I know it's really, I know it's $28 a pound. You only need a quarter of a pound. Yeah. You, want, you don't buy your, uh, uh, if you're buying uh, Parmesan, Parmigiano Reggiano, buy a chunk. Not the stuff that's already shredded, because already shredded is covered with paper products so it doesn't get clumpy. And the, then you can shave fresh the Parmigiano Reggiano. And a chunk of Parmigiano Reggiano, good stuff, is, is $15. Mm-hmm. But you only need shave, shave, shave about 80 cents worth. That block of cheese is going to last you a really long time. So stop, you know, stop squeezing the pennies because the sandwich you'll make when you do that is, oh, not bad. Wasn't, yeah. It was pretty good. It wasn't bad. Yeah. No, it was, it was horrible in comparison to the one you had in New Orleans because they don't shave any corners down there, which is why they charge so much for a sandwich. That makes my mouth water, and I didn't even have a bite. All right, so we just I just was able to share with uh, Jen Barney what a moufalata sandwich is. Is that something you guys I could do? I didn't know. You know what? I, my, my ears are turning to figure out maybe we can Well, because it's it's interesting that. because yep. uh, Shuby's, the, the uh, deli around the corner from the building here, they have all the really good quality meat that makes a good uh, uh, moufalata sandwich. They have a pretty decent jardinere uh, that I really like, and they have bread. They just—it's got a big long name, fancy name that I can't remember. And I, so I went in there one day to just buy the rolls. They're—they're they're square. They're like this, and I said yeah, they kind of look like clouds. So, so the next three times I went in, let me guess: the, the young lady behind the counter. You want uh, mufalata and cloud bread because <laughs> you can't remember the, how to pronounce the real name of it. Yeah, because it's kind of cr- crispy on the outside uh, because then it holds the jardinera, the ju- olive oil and so forth from running all over the place. The sandwich doesn't melt in your hand, so it's soft inside, but it's, it's uh, kind of crunchy, not crunchy, but uh, firm on the outside so it won't melt yeah. in your hand because the sandwich is melty, mushy. And messy if you don't have the right bread, which can just, as you're well aware, ruin right. a meal. If you have to finish your sandwich with a fork, then they did the bread wrong. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess I never complained before. I just like to eat. I, I love the little innards, the fillet. Me too, the nooks and crannies. <laughs> yep. Yeah, me but you too. you some bread to soak it all up, huh? You, absolutely. And, there, and, I'm, and I do that. All the spices and stuff that's with that olive oil and that jardinere, I don't leave anything on the plate. It's shiny from the leftover olive oil, but there's no no chunks of food at all. All got eaten. What did you pick out? Okay, I'm sharing with you today pastry cream, which is a super Ooh. basic. It's another. It's just it's just pudding. Okay. Really. Um, but what I love about pastry cream. <laughs> you cracked me up. It's just pudding. It's just pudding. Yeah, if um, it was just pudding, we'd all be doing it. <laughs> but I wish people would know how easy it is because once you learn how to do it. It has so many different functions um, in your kitchen, especially if you have young kiddos. Who doesn't love pudding, honestly? Really? So, okay, what you, this is what you need. 
you need a half a cup of sugar. You're going to split that into two equal parts. A quarter cup of cornstarch, a pinch of salt, some vanilla, two cups of milk, five yolks. You do want to separate those yolks out. You don't want to use a whole egg. You could, but it'll be a little runny. Three tablespoons of butter. The butter should be soft. So the basic method on this one um, is you need to take half of that sugar that I told you, mix it with your cornstarch and your salt, set it in a bowl, put it aside. Um, you have okay. to add that sugar to the cornstarch, otherwise the cornstarch will clump. Like you got it just if you ever use cornstarch, you'll know you have to break it up somehow. Sure. It gets sugar will do it. Yep. Um, okay. Then in a saucepan, you're going to want to heat up your milk with the other part of sugar. And you're going to want to heat it up just till it starts to boil. Um, and at that point, you stream it into your yolk mixture, your yolk and cornstarch mixture. You whisk it the whole time. Um, it's going to look like yolky milk. Okay. Sugar milk, yeah. Yellow milk, yeah. Yellow milk at that point. Um, you're going to re-put it into your saucepan. And on a medium heat, stir it the whole time. Whisk it the whole time. Um, because it, it could scorch on the bottom if you're not paying attention. Um, you're going to keep heating it until it starts to boil. And it's going to make this sound. Get ready for this. Well, I'm not doing it right. It's going to make this, like, popping, popping sound. Yep. Because because it's going to start to thicken really fast. That cornstarch is doing its job. Ah, cool. And the yolks are starting to thicken. Um, and it's going to start to boil, but it, it's going to thicken, so it's going to make this sound. And you're going to know when you hear it. Trust me. Okay. Um, and at that point, you pull it from the heat, uh, let it cool slightly, add your a little bit of butter, a little bit of vanilla. Um, and that in and of itself is a basic vanilla recipe. But... <laughs> We're going to up it, our game a little but. bit. Um, so you can infuse anything into milk. So at the bakery, we've been making this delicious banana pudding. So a day before, we, we just take that milk quantity and we smush up bananas, put mm -hmm. it into the milk, let it sit in the refrigerator overnight. We're not heating it at all. We're just in the refrigerator. In the, refrigerator, the banana infuses banana itself. It's going to infuse into the milk. You strain it out. And then you sub in that banana milk into this recipe. It is phenomenal. Oh, you don't you don't blend that banana into nope, the milk. Just strain just... it all out. Yep. Oh, Get rid okay. Of the pulp. Yep. So it's just essence of banana. Oh, it's so good. It's oh, so good. that's and interesting. Then, and then you can take it to another layer where anything that you can infuse, teas, Earl Grey tea would be phenomenal in there. Um, you could add a little bit of dark chocolate at the end just to give it some chocolate. Just because flavor. we because you're thinking of me. Thank you. But it's just one of those great recipes that everybody should have. You should know how to make it at home. I agree. And, and it's cool because you can use utilize things in your cabinet. If you have leftover, really anything, you could be infusing those flavors in. All right, two things. I got The guys in the newsroom are giving me the hi-ho, so I got to go let them do their okay. job so they can come over and eat. Uh, uh, when we get back, two things. Uh, butter, room temperature butter versus, oops, I had it in the microwave too long, and now it's kind of soupy. Why Why is that a problem? And the uh, the other thing is, what, where is your go-to? You're looking on your computer for your recipes. Are you just looking in the Jen Bi Barney private recipe file, or do you have a place you go to look for, for ideas? Those are the questions we'll start with when we come back. Cooler Agent Cooks having some fun with Jen Barney uh, from Morang Bakery in downtown La Crosse. Are you open 
Are you are you closed any days? Yeah, right now we're closed on Mondays and Tuesdays. Um, okay. I do believe after Memorial Day we're going to open up on Tuesdays. We'll okay. see. I'm playing around. I'm looking at the numbers right now to see. I think it's time to for, – for winter we shut down on Tuesdays because I was worried with downtown not being sure. busy. But sure. I think it's time to open back up. I get. How's your weekend business? Fantastic. Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. People come in for a cup of coffee and some yes. decadently, disgustingly delicious. Yeah, it makes me feel so good to see, because it's pretty common, especially in the morning hours, to see a line of people waiting at yeah. all times. So, I mean, that feels good. I have to come into town most Saturday mornings uh, to go to the Y. And uh, if I came over to Meringue Bakery on any given Saturday at... 9.30, would you still have any of your fabulous breakfast oh, yeah. sandwiches? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know you say, I oh, yeah, I but I've been there at 10 <laughs> and been told, oh, man, no, Mike. You see, it, there aren't even crumbs left on the plate. I know. Sometimes we just get, you know, you get a one run. or two people that are buying like six yeah. or ten at a time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say by 11, we start to sell out of the more popular items, like the morning buns. But, gosh, we still have so many more choices. So don't let that fool you. We've got We've got lots of things. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, no. You, you're not going to turn me away. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to make me say, oh, well, never mind. See you next Saturday. No, 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 no. Because yep. that gives me the perfect opportunity to try this other one that I've never had before. Mm-hmm. And so maybe I'll have a, another, a different favorite sandwich because your stuff yeah. is so crazy good. I just love that. Well, and your staff, they're awesome because they, I, I, you know, they must dream putting, what did I have the other day that was... God, the, the the flavor combo. I'll think of it. I'll probably think of it at ten after eleven. <laughs> but it was. Oh, I'll I'll try to think of it later. It was a combination of two flavors, and I thought, well, that's. Oh, I know what it was. It was a cocktail. Uh, uh, Malibu, which is rum with coconut in it. Yeah. And root beer. What? That's what I said. What? Malibu and root beer. Oh. That sounds. Gross. I'm not a big soda person. I'm not a big soda person. I see it. And the bartender said, I know. I'm just, you ask me what's the most popular cocktail these days, Malibu and root beer. You want a little snit of Malibu? So she made me a little shot glass with Malibu and root beer. It was delicious. Okay. Just saying. All right. I'm going to try this. I'll report back. One of those (laughs) wacky things. Call me early. Otherwise, I'll just hear you snoring. I get it. Cooley Region Cooks on WIZM. Tell me again uh, and tell everybody why you should, when you're softening butter to room temperature, if you soften it too much and it's kind of soupy, why shouldn't you, why should you start over again? You can't use that butter. It depends on what you're making. Um, So we're talking, we were talking about this pastry cream, right? Right. It's the, this pastry cream is going to be amazing if you add the butter at the same temperature as the pudding base. Oh, okay. Because we're using the word emulsify here. Because they'll emulsify together and turn into this really luscious, shiny, creamy mixture. If the butter fully melts and you try to add it to the pastry cream, or if, it, if pastry cream is too hot mm. and the butter melts when it hits it, it's still going to be good, but the texture is not going to be um, at its peak. It's not going to have that in your yes. mouth so when we talk Combo. about things like cookies, the temperature of the butter is very important. Um, if your butter is too runny or it's too warm when you add it, um, a lot of times the cookies will spread a little bit more. And maybe that's what you're going for. Like maybe, you know, maybe if you want a cookie pancake, thin, <laughs> you're all set. There's a place for those. It is. Yep. There is. Every time I try to make cookies, that is. And is the reason my cookie turns into a chocolate chip pancake because the butter was too warm? 
it could be there could be other things too. We can let's break it down and figure it out. Yeah, one. Well, yeah. the next time I try to make cookies from scratch, I'll uh, I'll pay very close attention to every step. You know, of the way because I've been obsessed with cookies lately. That's my new favorite thing at the bakery to try to figure out. Um, the I've been doing a lot of research on cookies, and if you I mean I can talk about. It. I don't know how much time we have. Where oh, we about fourteen minutes. Okay, so this is what I'm learning about cookies. Mm-hmm. Um, I the advice I'm getting is that to to do cold butter because they won't spread as much. To do part cake flour with it with um, all purpose flour because really? it has a little less gluten, so the cookies come out a little more soft. Huh. Um, I'm also playing around with baking them at a higher temp for lower amounts of time. So we're we're pushing the oven to 375 for maybe a minute or two less. That makes them a little gooier in the center. Okay, and, wait, wait, wait. How did you determine uh, that you're going to bump up the temperature by 25 degrees? Yep. And you're going to decrease the time you're baking these cookies by 60 seconds. Yeah, it's that Because serious. you threw we're away a bunch of... About these <laughs> You know, we're, we're documenting it that closely. Yeah. Really? By um, did you do it wrong a few times? Please tell me you did it wrong a couple of times. Yeah. Before you got the perfect combo. Yeah, actually we did. Yeah. Okay. When I'm when I'm testing these, I'm just baking off one or two cookies at a time because I don't want to waste oh. a whole pan. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. When we're doing these testing, right? But it is there's something to it, and that's why I'm talking about changing up our cookie base because I think we're, I, I like you figured what something out what this what we're experimenting with. We're also adding a touch of cornstarch. Um, to the cookies, too, um, so that they don't spread as much, which is interesting because we're looking for a really thick, gooey cookie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and can it be thick and gooey in the middle and not not gooey on the outside, not soft yeah. and yucky on so the outside? What, what, we're, what we're getting with this, what we're, with what we're working on, it's crunchy and it's like caramelizing on the outside, but mm. on the inside, it still stays, stays that soft and gooey, which is what the optimal texture that I'm trying to figure out at the bakery. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. There's a the, there. I don't think it exists anymore. But a ba- remember the bumpy cake. You know what? You've I, told me about it. I never brought you any. Yeah, you did. Oh yeah, okay. You brought me one thought, about a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, when well, we first was, opened the bakery. Yeah, a long, long time ago. Yeah. I brought you a little bumpy cake because that is the Saunders Bakery, which doesn't exist anymore. That's the reason they went from baking stuff in Grandma's kitchen to I have Saunders bakeries all over the state of Michigan and. When the uh, when the grandpa and grandma died, they were bajillionaires based on bumpy cake. Mm-hmm. One of the other things they figured out, which I'm sure grandma or grandpa, whoever was doing the the science, figured out, I don't want it to be a pancake. I want it to be thick and gooey on the inside. But you know, hold when you pick it up, it doesn't fall, you know, it doesn't break off in your hand. They made my mouth is watering, uh, soft molasses cookies. That were thick, they were half an inch thick in the center. Yep. But but firm enough that you could hold it by the edge and it wouldn't just flop yeah. like a pancake. Those were so yeah. delicious. My dad's favorite cookie in the universe was Saunders soft molasses cookies. That's what we're trying to do with the chocolate chip cookies. Are you? Same idea. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. a little bit smaller around, a little puffier in the middle. Yep. But, but still, but not cakey. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want it to be like that. Too. It still has to be yeah. a cookie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I just love the fact that you're experimenting. Well, let's time. Let's put an extra tablespoon of cake flour, uh-huh. and a pinch less of cornstarch, and uh, the temperature. That's why I never make candy. There is so much I, science involved in making There's candy. There's so much science involved, and the difference of maybe two or three degrees can make a huge difference. Yeah. Well, I'm finding out that that uh, the difference in uh, in butter. It's a little more than room temperature, 
Oh, I wrecked it. <laughs> All right, well, then I, if it's winter, I can take the butter outside, freeze it up or get it cold and start over again. Uh, so that's what I try to do anyway because I don't want to just throw that butter away. Uh, that doesn't work either, by the way, in case you've ever thought, oh, man, I just wrecked this pound of butter. You can't take it, it outside in the winter and yeah, it make it cold and start over. It, it, Once it never goes back. Never yep. goes back. Mm-hmm. It's ruined forever. Doggone it. All right, I got one little bit of business. Oh, at website, where do you go? What's your go-to? Are you looking at the Jen Vardy private, private collection of recipes? So we do all of our recipes on Google Drive. Uh-huh. Um, that way, at any computer, I can look up the information. Uh-huh. And I can uh-huh. share it with our staff, too. So we do everything off of Google Drive. So when I'm researching recipes, I mean, there's probably a good 20 pastry chefs that I trust, that I follow, um, that I would go to first for recipes. Because online is a kind of a free-for-all. It's a... Oh, yeah. Even when we were testing for these cookies, I went through several online ones that were just, they were totally written wrong. They were not at all what they should have so been. So you're not going to all recipes or Epicurean or you're I going. Love, okay, I love Epicurean. Oh. I love the New York Times. They always have solid recipes. Okay. Um, bon Appetit is always a good one to go to. Okay, okay. The, um, I'm, I was just curious. Yep. Where does an award-winning world-class baker go online to find a recipe? Now I know. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yep. When are you going to start your own? When is there going to be a Jen Barney Meringue Bakery recipe collection? You know online. what? I've already figured out what I'm going to call it. Oh. So I'm going to have a blog, and it's going to be called the Toasty Meringue. And I don't know why I like that so much. But the Toasty? The Toasty Meringue. Toasty Meringue. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> except except you've happen. already thought of it without my assistance. Doggone it. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll, we'll be right back. I am so glad. Do you share this kind of secret information with everybody or just me? Oh, you know what? You ask the most questions. I know it's questions. not just me. You ask the most questions, but I'm a, we're an open book here. We love talking about Well, questions. I had you for an hour, and, and nobody else has you for an hour when they're in your store mm-hmm. buying a sandwich. They may have as long as it takes to make the sandwich, and now, thank you very much. Get out of the way. Mm-hmm. I'm doing business here. You and I are just breezy. So oh, I'm happy to share. Okay, yeah. well, and mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate that because I would have immediately done the banana cream wrong without asking. Mm-hmm. If you'd have just said, yeah, then you infuse the banana, the first thing I thought of is, hey, I've got a wand. I can do that. Yeah, you know, we were just talking on break. You you could puree up the banana in there. I mean, it's going to be still, still going to be good, but the bananas change the color. Bananas turn gray. So visually it's not as appealing. And sure. it'll, it'll make it more pulpy, and it won't be as smooth. So that's why we strain out the bananas because you got the flavor. That's the right. most important part. But it, does it also then where you, can you infuse blueberries or yes. raspberries or whatever else you have? Oh, absolutely. We've done strawberries where you just kind of smush up some strawberries, let it sit in that milk, and then use that. But then milk get your the chinois day. out and strain yes. that, strain all that stuff yes. out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's something I would not have known had I not asked. Mm-hmm. Not that I intend to go home and go into business. But someday, some rainy Sunday when I've got nothing to do, which is sometimes on a rainy Saturday, when I can't do whatever I was going to do, I go into the kitchen and in yeah. the wintertime I'm making soup. In the uh, summertime, I'm going to – I got a brisket yesterday. Uh, I, you know, Some friends and I chipped in and bought a cow, and it was delivered yesterday. And I got a brisket that looks as big as a ham. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I'm – you know, something, mm-hmm. something fun – because uh, smoked brisket is delicious. I may call Jerry at Big Boar and uh, Puck, who was in here twice eating desserts. He does a lot of smoking. Uh, uh, Lee from Bubba's, they do a lot of smoking. I'll, I'm going to tap them for their expertise. I got this, and my eldest son 
does a brisket fabulously. I'm going to tap all of them. I yep. got this giant brisket. What what should I? What would you do with it mm-hmm. if I gave you a five pound, seven pound brisket? Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. That's a you know. So that's why I'm asking because someday. I will think. I'm going to try and make these cookies. You just call. Stop in the bakery and say hi. I absolutely. And even if I don't share my part, because sometimes we all, all of our recipes are done in grams and we do them in huge quantities. But at the very least, I'll give you the base recipe that we found online. Because we we make sure we document the core, like the oh, inspiration recipe that we sure. get, that we utilize into our own. But, oh, my gosh, I'll, I'll hook you up. I'm glad to hear that. Mm-hmm. I'll see you on some Saturday soon. Uh, uh, share another one. We've got... Three minutes. You know what? We were talking about those cookies. I did. Oh. So this, I'm going to say this full disclosure. This is not because because we're testing all these cookies right now. This is not my recipe. Um, ooh, my screen is locked. Uh-oh. <gasps> well, there, it's definitely not your recipe because you can't see it. I have my computer out, but my screen um, won't let me. Oh, it's thinking now. Give me. Sure. Give me a second. How do you decide when you're going to, you know, play with cookies? Obviously, you played with chocolate chip cookies. You've already been thinking about doing something else with chocolate chip cookies is there a time when you think man chocolate and raspberries it's so good in ice cream i wonder if i could make a chocolate raspberry ice cream cookie oh I've, that... i haven't tried the ice cream cookie but i have tried raspberries in cookies before it's not a good idea it's not <laughs> raspberries turn blue it's bizarre what they oxidize. yeah they turn blue so it looks like it ends up looking like moldy cookies Oh. Um, but so you have to do dehydrated raspberries oh. or anything that doesn't have moisture because the moisture is, if you try to do a cookie with anything that is wet, it turns it into a cakey because the moisture okay. gets absorbed by the flour. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's the other reason why I don't bake. There's a lot of science. Uh, All right. Well, never mind then. Sorry, There's a lot of science in baking. The computer's just not working for me right now. Oh, sure. Yeah. You just didn't want to give me the secret <laughs> ingredients. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's why when I'm in the kitchen cooking something i don't have any hesitation thinking you know what garlic in i got this olive oil a friend from upstairs last year two years ago gave one a basket of olive oils infused olive oils and uh uh that's a great gift oh man she didn't know what to do with it Mm -hmm. thanks very i won this door prize would you like it oh heck yes so i have I, I haven't used regular olive oil in cooking in so long I can't remember. I made boudin because I first had it. It's a, it's a Creole sausage. It's got rice in it and stuff. I first had it at Big Boar Barbecue. Really? Uh, man, this is really good. Jerry, can I have the recipe? Sure. Although you're going to have to break it down because when I make it, I make 50 pounds. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a one-pound recipe. So I played with it, and mine's not nearly as good as his. Uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But I don't hesitate when I'm cooking because if you put in the butter and it's too warm, my cookie's going to be a pancake. If it's too warm when you're baking, I mean when you're just cooking, it's still delicious. Mm -hmm. Will you come back some Thursday? Oh, thanks for asking. Of course.